This is a Life Source Ministries teaching by Paul Drury. Be built up in your faith as you listen. This evening we're going to be looking along the lines of faith tonight. So praise God, let's just pray as we get into the Word tonight and um, just open up your heart to receive from God tonight. You know what? God's going to minister um, to you this evening. You're going to hear stuff from God's Word that will encourage you, encourage you in your faith walk. And um, so just open up your heart and be prepared and be ready. Praise God to receive something from God this evening. And so Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, as we're looking at faith here, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Lord, we just love you tonight. Lord, we just praise you. Just thank you, Lord, that you encourage people where they're at, Lord God, that you've called us to do great things, great exploits for the kingdom of God, Lord, and to be a part of something great in our day and day and hour in the body of Christ, Lord God. So we just love you and we praise you tonight. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, as I said, we're starting something new this evening. Um, we're going to be looking at um, a message that I've just called By Faith. And um, we will be getting down looking into Hebrews chapter 11 over the next couple of weeks. Um, but praise God, you know what? We are called to be people of faith. God has called us to be people of faith. You know, we need to be people that are believing God for great things. And I tell you, you have a right to believe God. You know, you are a believer. When you've made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, you are a believer. And as a believer, it's part of your nature now to believe in God. Let me tell you, we are called to believe God and to do great things in the kingdom of God. So praise God. Let me just look this evening over to... um, John chapter 1, this evening, John chapter 1, and I just want to look here in John chapter 1, just to see how Jesus came, when Jesus came to this planet um, in flesh, when he took on that physical body, and he came to this planet, um, the Bible lets us know um, in John chapter 1, it says here, um, look at John chapter 1 verse 15 it says John bore witness of him and cried saying this was he of whom I spake that he cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me and then in verse 16 it says here and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace it says for the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ And it says, it goes on to say, No man has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is um, in the Father's bosom, hath declared him. But look look at it saying here, it's saying, um, An office fullness of all of we received, and grace for grace. You know what? When Jesus came, Jesus came full. He didn't come empty. Let me tell you, Jesus was full of grace. Amen? Full of grace and truth. Now, Jesus came full, it says, of his fullness have all that we received. So when you think about Jesus, let me tell you, Jesus didn't come with, with um, just a limited supply. I mean, Jesus came with an oversupply. He came with, um, uh, as it says here, fullness. I'm telling you, there was so much in Jesus. But the thing was, you had to receive from Jesus. You had to receive from him. And that's where faith comes in. That's what we're going to look at because faith receives from God. Faith is that ability to come and take. Faith is that ability to come and receive from God. And you know what? You have to 
to make up your mind that you're a taker. You're a taker of grace. Grace provides, but faith receives. And you have to be a person of faith. But to be a person of faith, also you have to understand the grace of God because the grace of God supplies. And you know, Jesus came full of grace and truth. But not everybody came and received from Jesus, but he was full. He was a supply walking about everywhere he went. He was a supply. But people of faith came and received from Jesus. And I'm telling you, you need to be that person of faith who is a person who receives from his fullness. Grace has provided, but faith is that currency of heaven that allows us to come and receive what heaven freely offers us. So yeah, to, to, be, to be a partaker of what God has for you, you're going to have to do it by faith. So we need to learn about faith. We need to know how faith works. And we need to be able to put faith into action and be able to receive from the grace of, of God. You know, um, where I was brought up, I was brought up, you know, in uh, County Armagh. And County Armagh is known as orchard country because there's apple orchards everywhere all across um, County Armagh. But you know what? Just think for a moment. You know what? If you, if you had a, an apple orchard and, it, and, and, you know, they put a sign up outside saying, you know, we have acres of, of apples available. They're on the tree. You know what? Uh, you, you just come and take whatever you want. It is open to the public. So you can just come, and I tell you, that don't do that. But, you know, just say if they did, okay? And they left it open to the public. You know what? You could come with a wee, a wee small bag, one of those wee, wee, wee plastic bags or paper bags that you get in the shop and you can only fit in a couple of apples. You could get one of them and come. But you know what? More is available. Or you could come with, a, with, you know, like a bin liner and you could fill it. Or else you could come with a trailer and you could fill a trailer full of apples. But you know what? The orchard is full. But here, here's my point in just saying that. Now, if, if the owner opened up and said it's open to the public, but you drove past there. And every time you drove past, you thought, you know what? I'd love to get apples, but I don't think they'd take my kind. You know what? It's not the owner's problem and it's not that it's not available it's that you didn't come and receive and so if you drove past and said you know what I just don't think they would they would take me I you know what you come with that humble attitude or you think I'm not good enough to go across into that farmer's property and to receive you don't know my past you don't know what I've done you don't know how, how good I am or you know or how bad I am or you don't you don't know my limits and all of these kind of things if you came with that attitude, you know what? You will receive nothing. Or if you do go in, you're going to come with a wee humble brown bag. You know, one of these wee paper bags you get in a fruit shop for putting in a couple of apples. You'll come with one of those with a humble attitude and you'll only receive a small amount. But you know what? When that um, um, owner has opened that whole orchard up to the public and said, come and receive off the fullness of off this orchard you can come and receive well let me tell you it's been made available and I want you to know when Jesus came he came available he came full he came full of of all you go and look in the gospel you see all of the great things that he that he did you see the miracles and the healings and all of the things that Jesus did you know he came full but anybody who received from him came in faith and received by faith why 
because that is the way God's kingdom works. God's kingdom works by faith. Um, God has made it available, but you have to come by faith. Now, in making a clear distinction here from the Old Testament and the New Testament, where the Bible lets us know here that it says that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Here's the thing about grace. Grace is always connected to faith. Here's the thing about the law. The law is always connected to works. So the law is a performance base. You, you know, if you don't feel good enough, you won't receive. But you see, when you understand grace, you understand that grace has made everything available to you freely. And then faith just comes and takes. Faith accesses what faith accesses what grace has already provided. So Jesus came full, a reservoir. He came off his fullness. But the only way you could receive from Jesus was to come by faith. Just like if you're going to go into that orchard after it's been made available, well, then you have to go putting faith in that, uh, the, that owner's um, word. You have to come putting faith in that owner's generosity that they have opened up their orchard and said, just come, just come and take whatever you, you desire. But you're going to have to do it by faith. You're going, it's going to take a step of faith to you to trust that owner to step onto his property and then come with crates or whatever you do and start taking off of the, the fruit of those trees. That's a step of faith. Well, I'm telling you if, you, if you're going to receive from God, you have to do it by faith. So you, you, you need to get away from this mindset that how good am I? It has nothing to do with how good you are. It's all about how good he is. That he has provided everything for us in his grace and then offers to us freely. And then we come by faith. Faith is taken. Faith is receiving. Faith is taking a hold of what has been provided by grace. And so when we understand how good our God is, when we understand his love, when we understand his generosity, when we understand how much he cares for us, you can come and you can receive from him. But you know, if you have... Um, Old Testament mindset as in um, law mindset of the Old Testament law. It was a performance-based setup. So it was based on how good you were. So that's why many times people don't receive from God because they're uh, inward looking, looking at how good they are, and then they limit their ability to receive from God. But I want you to know that there's not a one of us good enough. None of us are. So anything we receive from God has to be by faith. That makes it good for all of us. Like, just look at salvation. Just think about salvation. If salvation was offered um, based on your goodness, you know, you'd fall short. You wouldn't be able to receive anything from God. You wouldn't be able to receive salvation if it was based on your goodness. But the good news is it's by grace are we saved, but it's through faith. So grace provided salvation through what Jesus won for us, but faith then comes and takes it. You know, it's not about how good you are. It's do you believe what was offered to you freely in Jesus Christ. And that's why we will say we're saved by grace through faith, because that's what the Word says. 
The word doesn't say you're saved by the law. It doesn't say you're saved because of your church attendance or because you were a good person or your charity work or any of those things. It didn't mention those things because you can't get saved by anything that you do. You get saved by what Jesus done and your ability to receive it. See, it's, it's, it's what he has done for us. And then faith comes and receives. So for us to be... Um, for us to avail of what God has for us, we're going to have to be people of faith to be able to go and reach out into the grace of God and take a hold of it by faith and start to live out what has been provided for us. Now, let me just look at another verse here over in um, Romans chapter 5 for a moment. Romans chapter 5. See, as believers... Um, we need to get away from this how good am I mentality. It's not about how good you are. It's about your ability to believe and receive. Okay? It's about your ability to believe and to receive. Now, when I talk about faith, you know, the simplistic um, mentality of faith is this, that faith is believing. Okay? That's, that's it in its simplest form. But it's more than that because the Bible lets us know that even the devils believe and tremble. But they're not receiving anything from God. They're not walking with God. They're not accessing what God has for them. So yes, we are to believe. And, and that is, that is the, the, the root. Is faith is, is believing. But it's more, than just, it's more than just believing. It is Faith is not just believing, but it's believing it to the point where you're going to act on it. It's believing it to the point where you're going to start confessing what God says about you and you're start going to acting it out. Because like you can say all you want, you know what I believe, say in that illustration of the, uh, the, the orchard and the owner um, opening up the orchard and you could drive past or say, well, I believe he has opened that up to the public, but that is not going to get you any apples. Because it's not until you actually say, I believe that to the point where you say, I believe that and I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to the orchard and I'm going to receive. That's when you know that you are in that place of faith. Faith um, is believing. Yeah, that's the root, but it's, you believe to the point to where it is, it is revelation to you, to where you expect, you believe, and you know what, to where you will act upon that. Um, that, that that's faith. Faith, and faith gives you then the ability to receive from God. Um, look here in Romans um, 5 and verse 1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what? That's the great news of the gospel. See, the gospel is good news. You see, the, the law painted such a, a, a dark picture of how hopeless we were, how inadequate we were, how much we, we fell short. So it paints this hopeless picture because it, to, to get saved based on the law would mean you would have to be perfect and then that cancels everybody out. So no one can get saved by the law. You can't get saved by your goodness, by your, your ability to keep rules, by your dress, by your church attendance, all of these kind of things. You can't get saved by those things. You can only get saved by faith. And so the good news of the gospel is that there's this um, dark picture painted by, by the law. And then you see this gospel bursting forth through the, the clouds with, with this epic good news offering it freely to people who do not deserve it, 
who know they do not deserve it, who fall short. But the good news is that in Jesus Christ, when you put faith in Jesus Christ, you receive salvation, you receive eternal forgiveness of sins, you receive life. And you, you're, you're set free out of, out of that snare of sin, not because of how good you are, but because you heard the gospel and believed it. And so whenever you believe the gospel and you believe it to the point to where you will make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. Again, it's not just believing that saves you. Um, because there's a lot of people believe that Jesus is the Savior. They believe in God, believe that Jesus did die, but they don't believe it to the point to where they actually come to Jesus. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe to the point where you are. I'm putting faith in what you've done. I, I, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth, Lord, that you are Lord and I make you right now my Lord and Savior. You see, that's where faith it went just from that just simplistic, you know what, I believe, to where I believe, um, to the point to where I'm giving you everything and I'm taking what you have for me. I'm giving up. I'm giving up my life. I'm surrendering my life to you. And I thank you, Jesus, for dying in my place. I believe in my heart and I confess you as the Lord and Savior of my life. That's where, that's where then that faith, you, you, you then receive salvation. So you have to receive salvation. How do you do it? You do it by faith. So it's in here, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through um, our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this, by whom also we have access. And it says here, by faith into the grace of God wherein we stand. So you, when you get saved um, by faith and grace, well then when you get saved, don't get out of living by grace and faith. Don't, don't go back to performance. When you get saved, the, the Bible tells us over in, in Galatians chapter 5 to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And don't be entangled again with that yoke of bondage, that performance-minded Christianity. You think God's um, moving in your life because of how good you are. No. How did you get saved? It wasn't about how good you were. In actual fact, the gospel is for sinners. So to, to qualify for the gospel, you have, to, you have to be unqualified in yourself. You have to be a sinner. The gospel is preached to sinners. Christ died for the ungodly. So you, you come unqualified. But what you're doing is you're not trusting in you. You're putting faith in what Jesus done for you. Well, that's the same way as we are to live in everything. We're not to look at ourselves and see how good we are. We're to look at the promises of what Jesus has won for us and put faith in what he has won for us. That's how we're meant to live. We're meant to live by faith, trusting in what he's done, trusting in what he has said, putting faith in what he has, has said to the point to where it changes your life, to where you believe it to the point of this is how I now live. Amen. Why? Because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. It didn't say that just shall live by your goodness. Now, let me just qualify this for a second or just say what many times people think when you make statements like that. People think you preach like that, you're going, to, you're going to give people a license to sin. Let me tell you, people sin without a license all the time. People don't need a license to sin. But here, here's, here's the thing, but you have to know that God's not, um, 
moving in your life because of how good you are. He's not moving in your life because of your holiness or any of those kind of things. In actual fact, God has moved in Jesus Christ. But we avail of that. We avail of what he has done. And God then works, gets involved in the outworking of that into our lives um, when we come in faith. So uh, do, do I believe in holiness? Absolutely. I believe in living a holy life. The Bible tells us to live a holy life. The Bible tells us to live a set apart life. Um, I believe you do that by the fruit of the Spirit. I believe that you, you do that by when you walk in the fruit of the Spirit through the Word and the, the, the Word and the, and the Spirit of God brings life to that Word. Let me tell you, when the Word comes alive in you and, you, and you'll start seeing, you know, all of those qualities of love, joy and um, peace and all of those qualities of the fruit of the Spirit, you'll start seeing that manifest in your life of, of which one is temperance which gives you the ability to say no to the things that need to be said, say, yet you need to say no to. It gives you the ability to have cutoff points with even good things in your life. It, it gives you self-control to where um, you're, you're, you have that set-apart life. But you know what? That, that is fruit. It's something that is born out of relationship with God by the Word of God and the fruit of the Spirit. So, or the Word of God and the, and the Holy Ghost um, through your human spirit. Let me tell you, it's, it's that life then starts to ooze out into your everyday life and you end up living a holy life. I believe in holiness, but you can't receive from God based on your holiness. But neither am I saying go and live, throw caution to the wind because I can tell you if you throw caution to the wind, you'll leave the door wide open for Satan to come in and absolutely destroy your life. So that's not what I'm saying either. But when it comes to receiving from God, how do you receive from God? You receive from God based on faith. That's how you receive. How does faith come in? Or how does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to hear about what has been won for you in Christ Jesus to the point to where you start to believe it, where it starts to get in your heart, that it starts coming out of your mouth, and to it starts getting in your hands and your feet to where you start. When God promises you something, it's like that faith goes into action to bring it to pass in your life. That's what faith is. And so... Um, Praise God for faith. There's like I said here, by faith we have access. Faith accesses the grace of God. I'll always look at it this way. Grace is like God set up a bank account for you. He filled it for you of all of his goodness. Everything that Jesus won for you in Christ Jesus. He filled up that bank account. Just like Jesus came full of grace and truth. Okay? So grace is the provision of God that has been made freely available for you, okay? Here's what faith is. Faith is like your card that you go to the hole in the wall and you stick in that card and you know what? And you access what has been provided. Well, I want you to know that faith is the only um, way in which you can access from God what has been provided for you in grace. You can't come to God based on your holiness, based on your goodness, or any of those things. You can't come based on, you know, your religious dress, or, you know, you have makeup or no makeup, or all of these kind of things. You can't drag all of your goodness to, to God and say, God, surely you'll do it for me because of how good I am. God will say it's nothing based on you. It is based on what Jesus has won for you. If you come and put 
faith in Jesus. You come put faith in the promises. You come and put faith in what I have offered you freely. Well then, by faith, you can access what has freely been provided. Let me tell you, it's not based on how good we we are or how good we have been. That's not, that's not how you receive from God. But let me tell you, if you want to do what God's called you to do, you need to have a set-apart life. You can't be in two places at one time. If you, uh, you need to have that life set apart unto God. So your life is positioned for what God has for you. But how you access what God has for you is by faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. It is the only way you access from God. And that is, that is vital for us to understand that. Now, let me look over here to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. And you know, this is how we live. As believers, we're meant to live this way. You see, the law was based on your goodness. Um, the law was based on your ability. It was based on your ability to, to perform. So here's a bunch of things to keep. And if you keep all of them, well then God says, then I'll do X, Y, and Z for you. That was the law. It was a performance-based system. That's why when you read the book of Galatians, you will see that the law is not of faith. It's a different system. How we are to live in the new covenant is by faith. And it lets us know that three times in the New Testament, lets us know in Romans, lets us know in Galatians, And it lets us know in the book of Hebrews that the just shall live by faith. That's how we're to live. We're to live by getting in the word of God. We're to live by getting in the word till the word gets in us. Until we're persuaded by what God says more than anything we can see, feel, hear, taste or touch. More than our senses. To where we believe what God says above everything else. To where even if it doesn't look like it's possible, if God says it's possible, I believe that. And you know, the Bible says all things are possible with God, but it also says all things are possible with those who believe. So just because it's possible with God doesn't mean to say you avail of that possibility. How do you avail of that possibility? Or of the illustration of the orchard and the apples? How do you avail of the orchard? Well, you have to go and take them. Well, our ability to take from God and to pull it into this reality until it starts to change things, that ability is faith. And that's why the Bible says all things are possible with God. And that's okay, because with God, God can do all things. Is there anything too hard for the Lord, the Bible says? Now, you look at creation and you see how awesome and magnificent our God is. But yes, we can know all of that, how great God is. All things are possible with God. But that's not going to bless your life. That's not going to affect your life. That's not going to bring change to your life. Uh, but what does when you start to believe that all things are possible with God to the point where you say, God, I'm putting faith in what, in what you say. And you start to confess that out of your mouth and you start acting that way. You know, um, all things are possible with God, but then it says all things are possible to those who believe. Amen. And it's not just Believe, it's believed to the point of where it gets in you. To where you start then acting on that. Amen. And so um, praise God for faith. Now Hebrews chapter 11 is a, is a, a, a wonderful um, chapter um, in the Bible. 
And um, because it deals with faith and it deals with the heroes of faith. Um, but, you know, you, you let me just look at this here. I'll just look at these couple of things. I just want to set up for next week. And I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at some of these people in, in Hebrews chapter 11 next week. We'll look, at, we'll look at some of these characters. We'll start getting in and looking at them. But it says here, look in Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Notice what it says here. First it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And you'll learn some things about faith. Faith is always in the now. Talks about hope here as well. Hope is always in the future. Faith is in the now. Hope is in the future. Faith is off the heart. Hope is off the mind. And so that's why you put on hope as a, as a, a, a helmet. It, it, it protects your thinking. It protects your vision. It protects your dream. It protects what God starts to reveal to you um, through his word to the point where you see, God, this is possible. Do you see that? To where you start to see it on the inside that God, this is what you could do in my life. Or, or God starts to reveal your future and your destiny to you. And you get a hope of that first before you have faith for it. Hope always comes first. The Bible teaches us that hope comes through the scriptures. To where you start to see it, you start to see, you know what, this is possible. This, is, this can happen. This could happen for me. God, are you really that good? And you, the more you sit in it, the more, the more the word starts to like paint a picture on the inside of you. I always like to say that the word of God is, is like the paint. Your, your mind is like the canvas and the Holy Spirit is the artist. So when you get in the word of God, the Holy Spirit will take that paint of the word and he'll start painting it on the inside of you to where you start to say, God, you, 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 you could heal me, God. God, you could set me free, God. God, you have more for me, God. I, I, I could get married, God. Just, you know what, God, you, you, you're so good, Lord. God, I could get a house. You know, you start thinking just even in, in the natural. I mean, many you know, God, God loves you and cares about every aspect of your life. And then when you, when you really get into your, 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 um, your future and your destiny with God, you start, you start to say, God, you have a plan for my life for to, to make a difference in my generation. And God starts to reveal unto you the gifts and the callings that he has for your life. And you start getting a picture on the inside of you. God, God, I could do this in the kingdom of God. God, I could be a giver into the kingdom of God. God, you could cause me to be a businessman and to... to to, to, to prosper in business, but my heart is to pour into the kingdom of God. I want to I want to advance the kingdom. I want to I want to give to ministries. I want to give it to churches. Lord, I want to see churches built. I want to give to missionaries around the world. And you you start getting that vision, you know, where you start seeing God. You've more for my life. But what you're doing is that's hope. Hope uh, hope is 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 in your mind, but it's not a reality. It's what you're dreaming. You start to dream. And you start to dream big in God. To God, you could, make, you could make a difference in my life. God, you could use my life in the kingdom of God to do great things. And when you, when you start spending time with God in his word and in prayer, what will happen is God will start to reveal unto you the call and the purpose and the destiny that he has for your life. But here's the thing about faith. Faith is in the now. Faith, faith sees it, but it calls it now. That's the way faith operates. Faith calls things that be not as though they were. Faith starts getting your mouth in that direction and starts saying it. It starts declaring it. it spe faith speaks in the now. That's why God changed Abraham's name to father of many nations. 
And he, 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 has, and he, he got to the stage even in his body where he couldn't even have children. But God calls those things that be not as though they were. That's faith. Faith starts calling it now. It starts speaking in the now, but hope keeps you looking towards that goal. But your tongue is the rudder, and it starts steering you towards that until it manifests outward where everybody sees it. But when God calls things, God calls it in the now. Just like whenever it was when God created um, the universe in Genesis chapter 1, you can see, and God said, and it was so. But before it was so, God spoke it. And God didn't speak in the future. God spoke in the now. Because that's the way faith works. God didn't say light will be. God said light be. It was a command in faith now. And then it manifested. And you can see before anything was so, God said it first. That's the way God operates. See, faith speaks in the now. And so you're a person of faith with your, with your um, voice, you get an agreement with what God says. And you call it now because it is spiritual reality. It is, it, that's what it is. And, you, and, and, and with your faith, you speak in the now. That's how you speak. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it says, and it is the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance, okay? Um, substance, you know, is it, it, it's it's what's tangible. You know, when we understand um, substance in this world, we understand that you know, wood and metal and everything we can see it has substance. That's why when you touch a wall, your hand doesn't go through it. Why? Because it has substance. So we understand substance. Okay, in this world, we understand it, okay? Now, let me just use this for an illustration. In, in this world, you know what, you would say like your hope is like a blueprint, you know, a, a, or an architect's drawn. If you were going to build a house, you get, a, you get an architect to draw you up prints. And those prints are like your hope. But uh, many of you know, you, you cannot live in those drawings, but you can visualize and even now, even better the way they do it now in, in our generation because, because of um, computers and graphics and, you know, all of the technology that's available. An architect can show you on a computer, your house, what it will look like. You can walk through your house in 3D looking at it on a screen. And what it does is it gives you a picture on the inside of you to where you see what is possible. You get a hope for it. You get an expectancy. That's what hope means. Hope is an earnest expectation of good. To where you start expecting something good to happen. But it's not manifested. You can't touch it or anything. But you know what? Hope keeps you believing because you get that hope. It becomes a target for you. It becomes something that you aim for. So, um, you know, and then what you have is like faith is like your, your uh, um, supplies, like your, your wood and your cement and your concrete and, you know, all of the plumbing and all of that kind of stuff and the electrical stuff. It is the, the materials. And so uh, what happens is uh, you, you get a, a building contractor in and, you know, you, he has the drawings. But what he does is the, he puts substance to those blueprints. And, and it brings it into a reality. Well, let me tell you, faith, that's what faith is as well. Faith, faith um, one translation says, now faith is given substance to your hope. See, before you, before you see something manifested like the goodness of God, or you see, 
you see, um, you know, healing manifest or you see breakthrough manifest or any of these kind of things, you, you have to you have to get a hope for that first. And how do you get a hope? You get in the word of God. You start saying, God, you can do that for me. God, you can, that can happen for me. You get, and then your expectancy starts to rise. And when your expectancy is rising, now you can see it. You can see it on the inside of you. But at the same time, you're hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word and faith comes. And faith, faith starts to call that. That's what faith does. Faith starts to speak. And it starts to speak out your hope. And then faith will start to act it out as well. So faith has a voice and faith has arms and legs. It'll act out what you see. Okay, so faith is this. So what is faith? Is it, is it what the Bible tells us here what faith is? Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Now, the word substance also means title deed. Okay, a title deed is your proof that it's yours. Like, for instance, if you were to, if you were to buy a house or an apartment in somewhere like Spain, what many people have done over the years, like bought a villa or, you know, bought an apartment or whatever, you know, right on the beach. You know, you, you could buy a house or an apartment or a villa and you have never actually set foot in it. You can buy it, okay? And what you end up with is you end up with the, with the deeds. You can have the deeds and you have never seen it. So the deeds become your proof that it is yours. Well, that's what faith is. When you get a promise from God, faith, faith is your title deed. That it is yours. And faith speaks and says, it belongs to me now. This is mine. That's the way faith speaks. But faith is your title deed of things hoped for. And then it says here, it is your evidence. Now, again, what's evidence? Evidence is proof. So it is the proof of things, look at this here, not seen. So you haven't seen it yet, but faith is your evidence that it's yours. Amen. So God speaks something to you and you can't see it. God puts a dream in your heart and it's bigger than where you are right now. You can't see it. You can't see the, the evidence of it. God could put in your heart that you're going you're gonna to be a financier in the move of God. And, and you're looking, you're thinking, God, I can hardly make ends meet. And, and you know, how am I going to be a financier? But you know what? You start meditating in the Word. You spend time with God. And what happens is the Holy Spirit starts taking that Word and start making it alive on the inside of you to where you start to, even though you can't see it with these eyes, you start to see it with the eye of faith. You walk by faith and not by sight. And you start to see it. You start to see what God has for you. And that faith becomes your evidence of things that you can't see. But by faith you say it's mine. And that's the way faith operates. See, faith doesn't need to see it to believe it. Faith will believe it and therefore will see it. That's why whenever God looked out in Genesis chapter 1, what did he see? He seen darkness. But what did he speak? He spoke light be. You see, God didn't have to see the light to speak it. God looked out and seen darkness, but he spoke light. See, that's, that's how faith works. You see, you don't have to see it 
Uh, you don't have to, 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 to see it to say it, but you have to say it in order to see it. Is that the way faith operates? Do you see, faith just goes, see, faith gets in the Word, and that Word comes alive on the inside of you. The Word produces um, what you would call rhema on the inside of you. The Word becomes living. It becomes living on the inside of you. And when it becomes living on the inside of you, it, it, it goes off and you believe what it says. And you believe it to the point to where you are more persuaded with what God says than even what you can see. That's when you know you're in faith. To where you're not living by your senses. To where you're not going by your senses. You're not going forward living based on what you can see. Now thank God for eyes they help in life when you're crossing the road. You know, you don't cross the road in faith. God give you eyes so that you can look. But when it comes to the promises of God and the Word of God, let me tell you, you don't need to see it to believe it. Let me tell you, the Word that brings faith, that's your proof. And that is your evidence. So faith gives you the ability to believe. Even if you can't see it, you believe you're more persuaded with what God says than what you can see. You're more persuaded with God's word, in other words. And when you get to that place where you're more persuaded by God's word, let me tell you, you're positioned to do great things in God because God's called us to live by faith and start to access the provision that God has for us and go and accomplish great things. That's why it says here in Hebrews chapter um, 11, verse 2, look at this, for by faith the elders obtained a good report. You see, I'm going to look at these here a um, few things over the next couple of weeks, but you know what? It's by faith. That's where we're getting the message. By faith. By faith the elders, talking about all of these heroes in the Old Testament, Notice it says, by faith the elders obtained a good report. They didn't obtain a good report because of how good they were. They obtained a good report by faith. In actual fact, if you go and read some of their lives, you will see how imperfect they were. You will see that they messed up as good as you do and as good as I do. You will see that they failed. They did things wrong. It's not that they set out to do it, but you know what? Abraham lied about his wife, you know, but God still used him mightily. Why? Because none of us are perfect. And if we start living by our, our goodness, then we won't live by faith. Do you see, faith believes God. Faith's not, faith's not looking and saying, how good am I? Faith is saying, how good is God? And God, what did you say? God, what is it that you have said? I'm putting faith in that. Now, it doesn't mean to say that, that they went out, Abraham and all of those went out and um, intentionally to mess up. But I can tell you, when you look at the heroes of faith, they had failures in their life. That's why, you know, for a long time in my life, before I really got a, 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 an understanding of, of grace and that God is God's already moved he's already provided okay before i understood all of that in a, in a more clear um a more clear understanding i always was confused whenever i would read um when i'd read verses like say for instance the bible says that abraham staggered not at the promises of god 
And it looked like these people never made a mistake. When you look at their life in the New Testament, it always paints them better in the New Testament. Now, when you go back and actually read Abraham's life, and then you see the failures in his life, it portrays David better. And then you go back and you look at David's failures. You look at, you know, the mistakes in David's life. And you can see in their lives that they weren't perfect. But you know what? They still did great things in the kingdom of God. Why? Because they'd done it by faith. And you know what? Faith, you don't have to be disqualified because when you walk by faith, faith is your access to receive from the grace of God. And again, I'm not promoting Abraham's failures or anything like that. But when you come into Hebrews chapter 11, what does it say? It says, for by faith, or by it talking about faith, by faith the elders obtained a good report. Notice that it was by faith. In other words, their ability to believe God to the point of where they were more persuaded by what God said, it became their evidence, not what they could see. God, you said it, God. I believe that, God. I believe what you said. You know, and, that, and that's what we're going to see with, with these heroes of faith. Everything they, d- they, they did that made it into Hebrews chapter 11 was by faith. Praise God. Don't disqualify yourself with your pasts and your mistakes and all of those kind of things. Let me tell you, get into the Word until you become more persuaded with what God says than what you can see. That's when you get into that place of faith to where it's yours. Not because you can see it, but because the Word says it. Amen. Um, I'll end by saying this this evening, just based on this. Praise God. But many Bible um, teachers believe that Hebrews chapter 11 is like an excerpt out of God's book of remembrance, which it's talked about, it talks about that in the book of Malachi, God's book of remembrance. And I believe that because, you know, what, what I love about the new covenant is that the Bible lets us know that our sins and iniquities, he remembers no more. Let me tell you, when Jesus came, Jesus came and he paid the price for sin. He paid the price for it all. And I, I can tell you this, in heaven, when we go there, there's not a big screen up there replaying all of your failures and all of those things. Because here's, let me just say this, here's what God remembers. Here's what impresses God. Here's what pleases God, the Bible says, is faith. What you do by faith. Not what you do to try and murder God, to try and earn from God, but what you do because you believe what God has already done, what God has made available to you, what God has said. When you take God at His word and you believe Him to the point to where it starts changing the direction of your life, to where by faith you start to go and put substance um, not, not, it's not your ability, it's your faith being released. It's, it's, faith is given substance to bring it into reality. That's what faith does. It brings into, into reality, but you're doing it by faith.
You're taking a hold of what God has said and you are by faith. Let me tell you, it's God working with us and God's manifesting that. It's God is availing of, uh, we're availing of God and that is being availed and it's being manifested what God has made available for us in grace. And so, well, all I'm saying is this, what God remembers about your life is what you do in faith. That's what's going to count for all of eternity. And you know, I, I love this because when you look at these heroes of faith, there's a lot of failure in the, um, if you went and looked in the Old Testament, you'll see the failure. But you see what God records is what they did by faith. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's the same with you as well. Same with me. All it's going to count is did we believe God? And did we start to, uh, did we believe it to the point to where God in our heart, God in our mouth, God in our hands, God in our legs, to where we started acting out what God has promised us, freely offered us in his grace, to where we start availing of that by faith. That's all that is going to count. Amen. So, Praise God. We'll, we'll leave it here this evening. But you know what? I, I will get into this next week. And when you go through Hebrews chapter 11, you know, just notice this phrase. You can go and read it yourself. Notice this phrase. How many times it says, by faith. By faith. By faith. It doesn't say, by their goodness. It doesn't say, by their holiness. It doesn't say, by their church attendance. It doesn't say any of those things. Which um, holiness is important. You know, being a part of local church is important. But let me tell you, walking by faith, that is what the Bible says pleases God. Why? Because you're putting faith in Him. You're trusting Him. Amen. You're, you're, you're putting faith in Him. So praise God. I pray this has been a blessing to your life this evening. I look forward to getting into some of these characters in the next few weeks. Amen. For listening to this teaching by Paul Drury. Our vision at Life Source Ministries is to reveal Jesus' love and grace to all generations. To stay up to date with the ministry, like Life Source Ministries on social media or visit our Facebook page. Contact us with any questions or if you would like Paul to minister for you, email lifesourceministries1 at gmail.com. That is Life Source Ministries. Followed by the number one at gmail.com.